Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We're continuing our examination through the Word, uh, looking at what it says about not fearing, about the commands that the Lord has given us repeatedly to not fear, not fear, not fear. (laughs) And I'm not going to be saying that this is an exhaustive study by any stretch of the imagination because the Lord says it many times. It's actually been said that he says it 365 times once for every day of the year. I'm not sure about that numerology, (laughs) but anyway, he does say it a lot. And we do well to uh, pay attention to that, that we realize that we're not to fear. Okay. Uh, Now, the corollary of that is something else that we may chase around. I'm actually chasing around the blog right now a little bit, that rather than fear, we're to have faith. But for today, I want to go back to 1 Peter chapter 3. Okay, I think we might have done part of this sometime before. I know previously in the blog we've probably done Peter. But just listen to what's said here. First Peter chapter 3, verse 13 says this. Who is there to harm you if you prove zealous for what is good? So he's asking a question, and the question is, okay, who's going to harm you if you're doing what is good? And if you're proven to be zealous for doing what is good, well, most of us could immediately go along with saying, well, if you're doing good, you might wind up in trouble for this and this and this. I understand. Listen to what he says. Verse 14 now. But even if you should suffer for the sake of righteousness, you are blessed. And so Peter is acknowledging it right here that, you know, you can be zealous in doing what is good and no harm is going to come to you, but you might suffer because of it for the sake of righteousness. In other words, you are doing what is right. You're speaking forth the truth, the things that are right, and you're suffering for it. You're doing what is right and you're being persecuted and you're undergoing tribulation for it. He says, even if that happens, you are blessed. And then he quotes a portion of the Old Testament that says this, and do not fear their intimidation, and do not be troubled. So Peter is telling us, hey, you know, who's going to harm you if you prove zealous for what is good? You should suffer, even if you should suffer for the sake of righteousness, you are blessed. So do not fear their intimidation, those that would come against us, and do not be troubled. The sentence continues in the 15th verse, but sanctify Christ as Lord in your hearts. Always being ready to make a defense to everyone who asks you to give an account for the hope that is in you. Yet with gentleness and reverence, let me stop right there, it's still the middle of the sentence. So what does he said at the very beginning of this? He says, do not fear their intimidation. So do not fear it, folks. Do not be troubled. And don't let the intimidation Don't let the uh, attack of somebody else cause trouble. We have a decision about that, about how we act, about how we react to something. And he tells us how to do it. He says, don't fear, don't be troubled, but sanctify Christ as Lord in your heart. And that, that word sanctify literally means to set aside, to set apart. So make sure that Christ is Lord of your heart, that your heart is not uh, responding in fleshliness or in the in, a, in an ungodly way to those that are bringing fear into your life and those that are troubling you. Sanctify Christ. And he says, always be ready for something. You notice what he said to be ready for? To be ready to make a defense. 
and we say make a defense, we we, we start thinking of uh, Perry Mason kind of things, you know, courtroom, law room type of things. Well, there is an element of that, okay? But it, it literally means to give an explanation or to make an argument for it, to be, give a defense when somebody's asking about something. He says, be able to come along, make a defense, give an explanation to everyone who asks you to give an account for for what? For the hope that is in you. This is a big, big thing. So do not fear, folks, but manifest the very hope that is the power and presence of the Lord in each and every true believer. And we need to be able to give a defense, to give an account. Now, a lot of times we're thinking that this is something where we have to have a 10-point explanation, this kind of stuff. No, 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 not at all. The, the biggest thing is to be ready to make a defense is to have the mindset and the spirit to do that, to seize the moment. When someone asks you to give an account for the hope that is in you, and it'll be sometimes the simplest thing. They'll say, well, I, how is it that you that you act and react this way in the midst of all this trouble? You know, people will say it in different kind of ways. And what you want to do is you want to direct them to Christ who has been sanctified in your heart. You want to direct them and lead them and guide them to the Lord and his kingdom. Too often, we try to direct them and guide them into man-made kingdom of various things, uh, churches and the like. And we've talked about that a lot in previous episodes, about <laughs> this idea that uh, uh, you're talking with somebody and you feel like that they need the Lord and they need to hear the truth of the gospel and they need to know why you have the hope you have. And then we sit there and start inviting them to church or inviting them to a worship service or inviting them to a Bible study or a Sunday school gathering or something like that. All those are fine things, okay? But no, in making a defense, you are inviting them to the kingdom. You're given an account for the hope. And the hope that you have isn't because you're involved with uh, various activities. It's because of who you are and what the Lord has done in your life now if your hope is in those religious activities and all that kind of thing well that's, that's going to be a hope that will collapse okay but if you have the true hope of christ sanctified in your heart then we need to be able to explain this okay and, and it will lead folks to salvation but again like i said this is the middle of sentence now watch this always being ready to make a defense to everyone who asks you to give an account for the hope that is in you yet with gentleness and reverence. Okay? In other words, when you do this, you don't get all sanctimonious. You don't get all high and mighty. You don't get all reverent and religious on this kind of stuff. No, you do this. You give an account for your hope with gentleness, and you do it with reverence. Well, we're thinking, okay, that means you got to be quiet. You bow your heads. You pray. You, you know, you're reverent. No, no. The word actually means fear. <laughs> that you do this with fear. Well, I thought we weren't supposed to fear. Just a couple of verses before, he says, do not fear. This is the fear and the awe of the Most High God and the amazement and the wonder of what he's done within every true believer. So you give an account for that hope, but you do it with gentleness. You do it with the fear of the Lord, verse 16. And keep a good conscience so that in the things in which you are slandered, those who revile your good behavior in Christ will be put to shame. So he says this, you, you're having a good conscience in this thing. You keep a good conscience. Don't let your mind wander. Don't let your tongue wander. So that in the thing that you are slandered, so you notice what's happening here, uh, the attack that Peter sort of got in mind right here, that 
uh, is that people are slandering somebody. They're suffering for the sake of righteousness. People are speaking against them. And this is very, very prevalent. Okay, He says, you keep a good conscience in your relationship to those that are slandering you. You do what you can. Somewhere is written, it might have been Peter that said it, I'm not sure, that as far as possible as it be possible with you, be at peace with everyone. <laughs> Which means you can control the peace from your perspective, but you can't make somebody be at peace with you. They may still slander you. They may still do this. But keep a good conscience so that in the things that you are slandered, the rest of the sentence, those who revile your good behavior in Christ will be put to shame. How are they going to be put to shame? Not because you come and give a great defense of yourself, not because you come give a great explanation of yourself, but because you keep a good conscience. And when they're reviling your good behavior in Christ, they will be put to shame. And not your good behavior in the flesh, you know, uh, empowered by the flesh, but your good behavior in Christ. When they're reviling that, when they're speaking against that, then what's going to happen? they're going to be put to shame. So don't fear. Don't fear the intimidation of folks that do this. Don't be troubled by them. Keep a good conscience. Be willing to give an account for the hope that you have, but do it with gentleness and do it with reverence, knowing that the ones who are attacking you, they'll be put to shame by the Most High God. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time. I'll see you in the next episode. Goodbye.